0: Hello, episode, episode four fireside gossip chat number numero four I can't believe it
1: I <laughs> can't believe it either because it feels like we just started doing this and also it feels like I've doing it for, forever both I know, things so I can you can you please tell me what's also, on your desk I'll, that I just I'll,
0: saw obviously I'm not having dinner
1: I'm I'm neglecting
0: my wife live on podcasting <laughs>
1: Sorry, Chloe. We are so sorry. We are
0: very sorry. We're very sorry that you haven't been fed. I also haven't been fed. Um, Okay, so what am I showing you? Kitties! So although my listeners won't be able to see the kitty cats, uh rachel's listeners will be able to see some very yes, it'll cute be on
1: the little. youtube and then, yeah if you well, want to come over to my youtube a month after this is released then it'll be there for anyone to see They are yes. precious They're little siamese are they uh
0: they are ragdolls no, they're ragdolls,
1: ragdolls. Ragdoll. That's right
0: yeah right. so they literally you can you can they're so chill you can just like pick them up and hold i didn't them know and they just,
1: like i didn't know ragdolls were chill when they were kittens i assumed they were well, chill when they were adults.
0: I mean, they, they have their moments. Like today they, we, we got with the laser laser pen and they went pretty skits. Like they were like skidding across the the kitchen and skidding across the hallway, trying to catch the, um, catch the but, laser, but pen. non but they just...
1: do that like 12 hours a day with no laser pointer. So... Yeah, no. So these are the, these
0: guys have slept on this desk for about seven hours today. <laughs> That's so they're, they're pretty chill yeah they are pretty chill which is good because we have a not so chill uh boy who's nearly <laughs> nine who who just wants to pick them up and hold them and not put them down so like it's good
1: that we've got chill cats
0: anyway how's that girl? oh it was
1: it was a good trip it was a long trip it was I was completely overwhelmed I the, I did everything wrong I did absolutely everything wrong in that. I just, I did, you know, and you know, here we go talking about strengths, but you know, my relator, my relator collects, do you understand relator? I'm still trying to understand. Do you, you have it? So I don't it.
0: Well, so I have three blues at like I I think it's, I I think it's 16, 17, 18 or 15, 16, 17. I think my first, first blue is either 15 or 16. Um, So, and and it's around there. It's in that cluster of the only blues that I even remotely touch. So um, in terms of do what, like, no, but also my wife is top 10 relator. I have three
1: blues in the top 10 and relators, I think five or six. Yeah, it's six.
0: So yeah, I think Chloe's is 5 or 6 and oh, definitely I see it all, all day every day through her. What do you see? What do you see in her? Um very deep friendships mm-hmm. with a handful of people. It's pretty hard for people to get into those deep relationships with her like she doesn't really let people in, but then once she does, she would literally give you a kidney. Like that is like, that's the kind of like, like depth. And also like, she has this way of um knowing people in a way that I don't. And mm. it's like, it's, she, she's very good at understanding like people behavior, like, especially if her friends, she can predict like what will happen. And she ne- she's never really wrong. Um, but it also makes her like there's quite a lot of boundaries and barriers, I would say. And she's quite happy to not have many people in those boundaries and barriers, because she's got her people. And that's it. Like that's those are her people. So those are kind of like, the biggest things that I see. And also, it's quite protective. So I have been hurt a number of times, even in this industry. Um, And she's pretty good at saying you need to back out of this situation, you need to uh, not relate to that person as much as you are or, or whatever, um, which I can talk about off camera. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah, so she's quite good at protecting me because she can see behaviors and stuff. And I think it's from her relator that she does that.
1: Mm. Oh, that's so fascinating. And does she, so I think my relator also, and I was talking to Ellie about this. It also attracts people, um, Mm. people, people, and I don't know, I, does she have this too, that people want to be close to her, but she just, but she's got the walls. Yep. And yep. Yep. did I, yep. did I tell you about the map that Ellie had me draw? No. Oh, she, she had me drop a, draw a map of my relator. And it was really interesting Um, that, that uh, I'll just glance at it, but I won't show it on camera, but um, it, <laughs> it's a, it's a house over here. And then I put who's in the house and who's in what rooms like this. These people can go in this, the living room. These people can get into the kitchen. These people can come into the bedroom and like hang out on the bed.
0: Like, and not in it, not in a sexy, sexy yeah, guy, but yeah. like, but you know, like
1: the people, the bedroom of my heart are like, you know, Lala and my sisters. And then what really surprised me is that I had this sanctuary off of the bedroom that just helped me. And I didn't expect that to happen. And then out here in, in boats are um, uh, like readers and students that I love. And then these people I meet over at this cafe. And at this cafe that I have to take a little boat over to get to that only holds me. There's only one person who can be in this boat. I have an, I have an emergency slide. I drew an emergency mm-hmm. slide out of that situation so I can get out. And in this trip to America, no, emergency slide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oops, that was Oops. that was a schoolgirl era,
1: <laughs> and it was an era that I went into the whole thing trying to avoid, and I still just screwed it up. And I really, because I have so many people that I love so deeply, and I wanted to see them all, and but I only had the tolerance to see many fewer than I did. And so I hit my tolerance at like day three. And by day four, before we even held our first open house, I canceled our second open house. I just sent out an email saying, I can't, I can't do it. Please come to the first open house. If you can come to the open house. And, Mm. and I was still getting emails from people that i love saying, but I want to see you not at the open house. This makes me feel like we're not really good friends. And I was like, Oh crap. But, and then I would see them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and oh I had,
1: I had 45 minutes off one day and I had two hours off another day. And that is it. I had morning, afternoon and evening full of people for two and a half weeks. And at one point I went to a Buffalo wild wings with two of my closest, closest friends. And I cried. The whole time. <laughs> they were like, I think, you, I think you might need therapy, which is always a good idea, but also I, was just, I just need to get home. I need to get home. And it was really interesting so- what my brain did. Yeah. Go on. No, I just, I relate to this so hard,
0: but I don't have relator. What I have are influencing circles because I am so heavily influencing um, led or what's the word influencing dominant. I, I have to be very careful who I allow in to influence me. Because just as much as I can influence, I can be influenced. Interesting. So this, yeah, that was a really interesting lesson for me. But like um, the thing that, that, so I'm like dying on the inside for you, but from an introvert perspective, as opposed well, to the and related. The,
1: and my introvert was, I just stabbed her in the heart and left her to bleed out <laughs> you in the desert literally left her bleeding out. <laughs> absolutely did.
0: This week, we've been to Edinburgh and um we met some of my friends and we met um my uh, aunt and uncle we stayed with my aunt and uncle but like after after we did um we went on a tour um and had dinner with with um my friends and we did like a uh a bookshop tour and stuff and then like by the afternoon I was so ruined just from like that small interaction like ruined yes. in the yes. best possible way yes. like I yes. loved it I literally was so full my heart yes. was like billowing but I was fucked like literally fucked. that is exactly so all three it. of us and it wasn't just me like oh, this was like my whole family so all three of us went back to our B&B and we put headphones on and none of us spoke to each other for like three hours <laughs> Just, we just could not, we could not people anymore. And that's what I have to like build it. in. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. what I have to build in next time.
0: Another example on the drive up to Edinburgh, we were in a car with each other for three hours. So I was like, why don't we all listen to audiobooks individually with our own headphones? <laughs> You're it was a genius. I know. Like I, I'm like, oh my god, I'm a terrible mother. Like, why weren't we singing songs co- together or like talking? And I was like, fuck all of that. We are all gonna have headphones on, listening to our own thing. You know and I went. Mean? And I tell you what, it enabled that. Like my kid was the best behaved ever, and like I was, you know, like it was because we needed we, we needed yes. the the sanctuary, the room, yes. the sanctuary. That's what we needed.
1: Yes, and that is what I I failed to bring with me was this. Was the sanctuary, and I had such a good time. And I'll, and this is a this is funny that I I came to New and you know this I came to New Zealand with the purpose of finding good friends, and I found good friends, and I have you know and I have enough, <laughs> and they were, uh, you know, of course I always want more, but I, I where would I put them? Where would I fit them? Um, but like they were Marco Poloing me while I was gone, and I couldn't open the Marco Polo. I could not look at them. I at I yeah all.
0: That's and I told so them I sent th- I sent them a WhatsApp.
1: I'm like I, I'm just so overwhelmed I can't. And then I got to the airport in um, San Francisco, and I suddenly put on my New Zealand hat again. And I listened to all of the messages, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you! But while I was extroverting so hard as an introvert, I couldn't I couldn't add more to my plate. And learning this about myself has really solidified some things. Like I'm really good at loving people. I'm really good yeah. at having friends. Yeah, and yeah. I also just need to be better a better friend to myself by giving myself the downtime.
0: So I quite often let my WhatsApp or whatever build to a point where there's like 50 unread messages or or more, like there's like 15 different people who've messaged. And I just can't, like, I just only have so much energy and, and there's like a very like select number of people who I will respond to immediately. And everybody else just has to wait because I just, I just can't like, and
1: most of them are like immediate family, you know, Yes, like my My sisters, my dad, or my sisters, I always look at their Marco Polos, but everybody else knows. And now, you know, officially that if if I have sent you five Marco Polos, you can let those sit for weeks. I will always text somebody if it's an dire emergency or email, like I need you to do this, but otherwise, yes, letting those build up. And then you have the morning or the afternoon where you're like, Oh, I'm gonna very very people focused right now I'm gonna listen to all of them and it's lovely and it fills you up but also I have found that setting boundaries around that and just telling people like oh I'm just I'm I I only listen to Marco Polo once or twice a week you know I only look at my whatsapp once or twice a week and people are okay with that
0: yeah I just tell people now I'm shit at replying like to everything and I just I make a point to everything I'm shit at replying to everything there is no method in which you can contact me and I will immediately respond exactly, unless exactly. you are my mom my dad my son my wife or my sisters you know yes. like, that's it that that is yes. it. like and, and that's okay and I don't expect anyone to to reply and of course there are you know like there are that like your related circles there are levels of immediacy In which people fall to, so like there is. I'm thinking, like I have a couple of writing friends who, it it would be unusual for me not to reply to relatively quickly. You know, like that. You know, there are because, but also we have time zone differences, right? So that also enables me not to have to
1: reply immediately. And like that's so yes. healthy.
0: Like I think nobody it's so knows healthy.
1: where New Zealand is or what time zone it's on, so I get a lot of leeway from that. Like everybody kind yeah. of knows where Europe is in relation yeah. to America, but New Zealand—they're like, I think it's four days in the future and in the middle of the night yeah. all the time. So I do get, I do, I do utilize. That.
0: But like, when did you get to this point in life where everybody expects you to respond like two seconds after you send the message, fuck off. Fuck like when. That fuck off. Like who, who thinks they have that much control over somebody else's life? Like what is so fucking life threatening that it requires a response two seconds after you've sent it? Like, it's just nonsense. I don't, I don't know. I think, we've,
1: I I think know. we, we might've talked about this before, but like in, in, uh, we both utilize autoresponders yes. <laughs> to our teeth and I have this yeah. super aggressive autoresponder right now that I love so much. And I actually get feedback on it by people like, will then respond to that and say, I don't need a response. I really enjoyed your autoresponder that satisfied what I needed um but I do have that line and perhaps you have it in yours where it's like if this is actually urgent just urgent me back and I'll and I'll, I'll hope I don't even say I'll see it but I say hopefully I'll see it a little bit sooner and I will get absolute strangers who urgent back and say yeah oh, you know how do you find an agent this is you're I'm deleting you now like I don't yeah much, I know but I I will yeah. delete that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I
0: those people who like I get them quite a lot as well. And I'm literally like, when you hit urgent and reply back, it it almost actually has the opposite effect in that. I'm like, mm, this isn't really urgent. So I'm just going to take even longer to reply now. Like, which is terrible. I mean, of course. I love that was, you said genuinely. that though. Like that is oh, I mean it does kind of have <laughs> the effect. Because what I feel like is somebody is telling me, dictating to me when I have to reply to them. And I'm like, well, no, you can fuck right off oh, because
1: yeah. Do you know you're doing that to the OG rebel? Don't tell me. I can only think of oh, one crazy. time. It was like, a, it was literally a banking thing. Like somebody had to, it was a money related, like cut off by the end of the day thing. And the, I, I don't know what it was, but it was like, he was apologetic. He's like, this is urgent. I need you to respond right now. I was like, thank you. That's what it's used for.
0: It, right. And, and I, I would actually stamp. respond to that. Exactly, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I completely agree. So speaking about rebellion, we, in one of the museums we went to in um, Edinburgh, there was, um, we went to the uh, camera obscura and there was a button on the wall that said, do not touch this button.
1: <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> do not. Do not and the button- touch this button, comma, Sasha.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, well, I touched the button, obviously. <laughs> I wish you did. You <laughs> said you are like number 66,273 of people who've touched the button. So apparently, I'm not really a rebel at all. Like, we're all actually rebels. <laughs> oh, they
1: were trolling. But I loved you. it. They, they were, were trolling. Completely, they were I think, I don't know what I would do. I think I would not touch the button because I'd go into this, like, oh, but they want me to touch the button. And then they're going to tell me something about myself. So I'm not even going to touch that button.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I love but it. But I'm no, much less of a rebel. Was it. Yeah. <laughs> I like recorded it and everything on like Instagram, like tapping as <laughs> so I like press the button. But um I have questions for you anyway. Oh. So I asked I asked about um America. That was one of the ones that I wanted to ask about. Um I I want to ask you about one of Becca Simes' emails. So that is like we cannot end this without having spoken about that. Um but the other one was the book. Did you get through the book in the end?
1: I am this much i only have like that much left so i am okay. more than 90 percent. and the book that we're talking about is how to fail by elizabeth day which is not so I'm s- on
0: 78 percent. that's no. so weird yeah so weird i don't understand what like what I, that is even is. maybe
1: they're doing something on their yeah. end with a release or something like that yeah do you want to talk about it
0: yeah, I think we should. I was just looking because I exported my notes because I want 'cause because I highlighted a few things that I thought were really uh, lovely, but then I didn't get a chance to um, check it before. There were just like a few phrases that really...
1: Tell me what Um, resonated with you. And then I will tell you, I underlined a few things too.
0: What does it mean to fail? I think it all, I think all it means is that we're living life to its fullest. We're experiencing it in several dimensions rather than simply contenting ourselves with the flatness of a single consistent emotion. And I was like, oh my God, I love that so much. That was amazing. I loved that one um what did you think of the book as a whole I know neither of us have actually quite finished it I've almost finished it well you're slightly closer to having finished it than me but there um
1: here's here's what I think I really really like it and I like her and I love her podcast and I find it really interesting that you'll, you'll find she she um she references Tara Westover's memoir It was called Educated several times and um, she loves it. And she talks about talking to her and Tara Westover and her both do something that maybe as a specialist in memoir jumps out at me, which is she tells me just enough that I know she's holding me at arm's length and I Mm. want to go deeper, just a little bit deeper. Like we're not skin surface. Like she's absolutely letting us in and she's doing the writer's job. She's letting us into exactly what she wants to let us into. Um, But when she goes deep and hard, have you gotten into the, how to fail at having babies yet one? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's brilliant. I think that's a brilliant chapter. It's the darkest chapter and it was perfectly placed at the dark moment in the collection of essays, which is how we structure books of essays. You know, it was the darkest at 75 to 80% or something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was probably the best chapter as well. Yeah. I think of what i so far. She,
1: she tells the deepest truth about yeah. herself and lets us in. And I feel like readers, at some level, know that 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 you're keeping the, there's there's a little bit. I would like more showing, and I do believe that it's not all showing. Like we have to tell in our books, we have to. But she does do a lot of telling. What do you think? I. I really like her. Yes, me too.
0: And and I and she has some really poignant phrases in there like yes. the one that I just read to you. Yes. But it felt slow to me, I think, because I didn't have the depth that I was after. Yeah, you know, and then I raced through the baby chapter, I think part of the reason I raced through the baby chapter was because it was the darkest moment. And, and because it's got more depth, but also because I personally related to that, because we had like issues. So I got some of the things that she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it did feel slow. And like, I don't know, I think I thought that I think there would, I thought there would be something more because of the type of podcast that she, I don't know, mm-hmm. more reflections maybe, because it felt like a lot of telling anecdotes from her life, which yes. was great, but I wanted something more philosophical or like a lesson learned or, but it, it wasn't, it was all kind of, I don't know, like I like her and I like her writing. I found it engaging, but I did expect something more or something else, I think.
1: I kind of love that I, I, that I got it yesterday, you know, yesterday afternoon. And then I spent the evening on my couch last yesterday reading it. Well, because (laughs) that was the only thing I I needed to do last night. And it reminded me of when I used to flash through books that I was only 75% invested in. When I am really invested in a book, I, I usually read it on my Kindle and I read, I don't read slowly. I read quickly, but I read every single word and every sentence. And I think about every sentence And last night, I didn't really have time to do that. So I was, I wasn't, I wasn't skimming over things, but I was really reading quickly And the Mm -hmm. book lent itself to being read quickly. And I had the thought like, I'm glad I'm not just lying in bed for four nights trying to get deep in this because I'm not sure I could get as deep as I want. Like in the friends chapter, I wanted her to really show me a friend failure. And it wasn't, it was just like anecdotal about friends. It's so nice to have friends. And sometimes we're not the best friends we could be. I want you to fuck somebody up and feel bad about it and tell me about it. And then you either fixed it or you didn't. I don't care which. Or be fucked up. Yeah. Or be fucked up by a friend. I want to see the damage. I want to feel the damage.
0: Yeah. And I do think that she does say quite a few times, you know, I am privileged. I am white. I am middle class. So this is through my lens. But like, I don't feel like if the hurt was enough for her to feel like it was a failure, show me that. Because like you can have friendship failures that like, for example, I lost some friends, uh, a cu- last year and it was so sudden. I was literally talking to Chloe about it today. and they were like really, really good friends. So much so we've been on, been abroad multiple times.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. And then this is like a that, they, they cut us off. Like they literally cut us off. Like I can <gasps> talk about it more like off the podcast, but it was like a death. It was a sudden death Absolutely. for us. And like, like I would later just shrivel and die. Yeah, like I don't even yeah, know how and, I would handle that. And Chloe's too. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And, and like, it was, it was not okay. And, but in the grand scheme of things, it wouldn't be seen as like, uh, you know, it would be one of those first world problem type mm-hmm. failures, you know, but the depth and the pain at, of yes. which I felt I could convey that in a way that yes would be deeper, I think, right? Like that's the thing that I was missing, that emotional connection, except the baby chapter.
1: Except the baby chapter. Exactly. Exactly. And in fact, this morning I woke up and I've been writing this essay for my Patreon that needs to go out, you know, on Monday because it's the end of the month. And it's about my America trip. And I have really been struggling with it. I'm like, what am I doing? Because I was trying to entertain, which is something we both always do. Right. And she does really well because she is a journalist. She's trained. She's written many, 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 many well received, entertaining and deep pieces of journalism. But I was trying to entertain in my Patreon essay. And this morning I was journaling. I was like, well, I don't want to do what she did in this book. I want to show how it hurt. And now I'm switching the whole essay to talk about how I don't know how to have friends and still honor myself with the silence that i need without hurting anyone but i have to hurt people and like that's going to be a bitch to write and i'm going to be able to write it because i'm going to tell the truth and i don't want to mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me when i when it comes to writing creative nonfiction memoir like it's when i don't want to tell it Ooh, i had this editor one time um uh, oh God, Jennifer Traig, who wrote a bunch of memoirs that I love. She was going over some of my essays for the for life in stitches. And I would write these essays and they were brilliant and they were funny and they were great. And then they would get sent to her. And she would go through the whole essay and then circle the one sentence that I didn't want to write about. And she would say, throw the rest of the essay away and go there. I was like, fuck. And that that's what we that's what we want to do with our writing, even if it is first world privileged problems we want to go where it hurts and she she only does that in the baby chapter and and, and some it, in the relationship a little bit
0: yeah like isn't it weird that like it's almost like two sides of the coin we fail if we don't t- say a truth like like isn't that, yes. You yes. Know,
1: isn't
0: that and so like the irony that actually she's trying to talk about failure without really telling her truth is interesting so interesting <laughs> Oh my god! So oh, interesting. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> anyway, okay. So I'm glad. Yeah, I I, I really wanted to know what you, you what you thought of it because I I have been in a very bad place with reading since like April, mm. and um, like before I was reading, I would say three to five books a week, closer to the five, I would say. And now I'm struggling to get through like one a week. And this this one, because it was slow and I didn't mm-hmm. feel that emotional depth.
1: And you didn't have a panic days that you and days. had to do it and talk about it the next day. how <laughs> You should have done it.
0: <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's taken me ages. So I'm hoping that I will get through it tonight. Um, but uh, yes, so the other thing that I wanted to ask you, uh, well, apart from work, no, let's talk about work first. Let's talk about work. So I wanna ask wait, you. Oh, okay. You
1: were going to finish a book. Where was I? Where were I we? When I, no.
0: So we last spoke at the it end It was the of, last week of
1: September. And had you had I said, even started. Yes, you had well, had you? I, yes, it. I started on the 16th of September.
0: I okay, remember. yeah, because
1: I think maybe you were halfway through or something like that and you were going to be done. And I think you wanted to have a revision done. Am I wrong about that? No, you're not wrong.
0: So so you here's what happened. mad woman. Here's what happened. I wrote the book in two weeks and four days. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I wrote the book ridiculously fast.
1: And this was the novel? This was a novel, 70K. Yes. I wrote
0: 70K. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> the- <laughs> Bear in mind I've had this week off. Um good. And so what happened is I went into decision fatigue. So oh, um I hate decision fatigue. Oh, so I have learned a lot of lessons. I've had to have like extra coaching. So here, here's what happened. I back-ended a lot of the decision making about the world building. What does and back-ending what ha- mean to you? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Okay, so I decided all the plot Mm -hmm. and I knew the main characters Mm -hmm. and I knew kind of the characters around. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote the book, but what I didn't decide were like the brother's name or like Ah. the name of um, an object, which then influenced the color of a uniform or, Ah. and so What I did was I shoved all of that to the end and I wrote myself notes in it. So I knew the things that I would have to decide, but I didn't make any of the decisions. So instead of writing like the name of the brother, I would put brother in capital letters. So what that did is when I came to edit, I had a metric fuckload of decisions to make. But yeah, but you see, not only was I trying to do that, the minute I go into drafting, I'm then starting to think about the marketing. And this is under a secret pen name, which I then destroyed the TikTok account because I've had my face on there. So I deleted that account. I did wonder about in- you having your face because yeah, somebody can, was going to see it gone. and put it together. Okay. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> so I've started a new one in a new name, but I've done nothing yet. So anyway, but then I had to decide a new name. I had to decide if I was having a website. I had to decide oh, if I was no. so and it and like, well, what are the branding colours? What are the what is the this? I needed to do a cover brief, which is all the decisions and I and I just went. I into, hate doing the cover like, briefs.
1: Those are that's that's a massive decision God, crunch time. It is. It
0: is. Hu- that is. I think the worst decision of them all. Yeah. It's yeah. The, it's the most exciting, but also the hardest. Um, anyway, so I went into massive decision fa- fatigue, and I um, like <laughs> stroppily messaged Ellie, and I was like, Why the fuck am I editing so slowly? And so, of <laughs> course, she was like, Look, here is what you can do to fix this. When you draft like this in the future. At the end of every writing session, you have to go back through and pick out all the capital letters, notes to yourself. And you have to make the decision there and then. She was like, because and then make those changes so that when you come to, um, because what I was doing was leaving them in the manuscript instead of putting them on post-its so that the post-its then got dealt with. Because the post-its are where
1: you hold them. Exactly. that is my life. You have to put them on post-its so you can see them outside the manuscript, not inside. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So that's one thing that I need to do. Um, And I think I will definitely make more decisions going uh, forward, like before I write. Um, And also, this is the first book in a new series. So she was like, it is going to be slower. Book two will be faster because you've made all of these decisions. Right. Yeah, exactly. So long story short, I have edited 27,000 words out of what is now 77 so I've written 7k in the editing 27 in so.
1: three weeks and you had a week off and you feel like you're going slow you're not going slow you
0: <laughs> <sloppy>. you animal <laughs> <laughs> to me. Like normally, I, normally I would edit like I don't know like 9 10k a day or whatever and like yeah. this also what also doesn't help is that um there are two ways to work the trope that I'm using mm-hmm. and I started out trying to use it one way and then was like "Ah, oh, fuck I need to use it the other way
1: so I had to do quite a lot of work at the front end to fix it so do you um, do what I do which I think is the genius way of doing it and I think I may have heard you talk about this so I think you do do it the same way I do it which is where I'm writing a first draft and if I have a great idea I just that is when I like make myself a, a post-it and yes. all caps note in the manuscript and then I write forward as if I've made the change Yes. So therefore, when you're cleaning up, you only have to get to that point, And then it's cleaner after that. So yes, yes, the first half of your book is going to be a gigantic mess, but it's going to get yeah. better and better as you go, right? Hopefully. I think so.
0: I think so. Yeah, I am finding like, so when I came to it, the other thing that I've done is I've gone through every chapter and in Scrivener I've kind of titled it like edit edit and add rewrite and I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to rewrite like 17 chapters no I have to rewrite like three and I've already rewritten one of them and it wasn't actually Mm. that much of a rewrite I just had to pull some characters out of the scene Mm -hmm. so I actually don't think it's in as much of a mess as I thought it was but probably because I do that as soon as I know something I write I write like like that Yeah, yeah 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 so yeah so good job. Yeah. I didn't do bad. I I, I don't you did like great. it like a failure.
1: <laughs> You did fucking amazing. You did I, I think that you know what would please you is if you wrote three additional books <laughs> in the last three weeks and published them. Now, then you'd saying. be like, I did okay. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, but...
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Me. I tell you what though, I love I love I love it. You do I I literally love it because nobody oh. knows. And like, it is like, because it's going under a pen name, I just held nothing back.
1: You don't give a shit.
0: I give no fucks. And so like, it is just the most, I would, if anyone ever stumbles across it, I it, It's almost so me that I would be surprised if people couldn't tell it was me. <laughs> but like, that's how me it is. But like in fiction, which is just crazy because I've never done oh. that before. And I'm like, God, I just love it. And I read the first chapter to my wife and my wife has never read anything. And she she was like,
1: I would read that. And I was oh. like,
0: oh, my God. So
1: I love great. that so much much i love that we're doing this at the same time that we're like you know exploring that side of not giving a fuck and just writing what we desperately want to read and find in the world i know which is so i want to know where you are at
0: with everything because books went off to copy edits and so like what is going on yeah so i got i got
1: um i got seven miracles back from the copy editor who, and I didn't even touch it because I think I got it a few days before we left. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I had heard nothing, nothing, nothing from my agent on the memoir that she was, you know, she kept saying she's going to, you know, edit these first three chapters and then send it out on proposal. But I need to do this work. Heard nothing. And, you know, I was getting strappy about it when you and I were talking about it. And then I was like, I'm just going to let it go. And I just decided to let everything go for the trip. I hadn't heard, I'd, she, I'd also sent her the novel, Seven Miracles, and had heard nothing. And then the day before we came back, she sent me an email and she said, I love the novel let's talk. And she never loves anything. I do. (laughs) Like she loves me. She loves my work, but she never loves a first draft. I mean, or, you know, a second draft, which which this was, uh, no, forget that it was a revised draft. That's what I should always do. Um, it was revised as, you know, sent to copy edits. It was as good as I can make it. And she loved it. And so we had this phone call, um, just a couple of days ago and she wants to take it out in a couple of weeks. I'm going to implement the copy edits because they're basically, they're kind of a wasted copy edit, right? I, they're not wasted if I end up self-publishing this. If she can't sell it, great. Copy edits are done. She also had a few small, small tinkering ideas that'll be easily incorporated while I'm doing the copy edit. And then she'll take it out in a couple weeks just before Thanksgiving. And if it sells, fantastic. And if it doesn't, I'll just self-publish it. I don't care. I already have a cover. I already did the cover. Oh my brief and goodness, go the you have a cover? <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I, li- I like it. I don't love it, but I got it from this place that um, that was recommended to me, Meeble Art. Have you heard of them? M-I-B-L? Meeble Art. Mibble art. Yeah. The Ukrainian um, company. Yeah, they the Ukrainian. are amazing. Yeah. And what what I couldn't believe was that I, I was I was in this place where I was like, well, I don't know which, which way I'm going to take it. Am I going to do paranormal women's fiction? Am I going to, what am I doing? So I got the cover and I liked it a lot. And then they sent it to me and I think it was $200 and they gave me the PSD, the Photoshop file. And I'm good at Photoshop. I'm just not good at like arranging something. So now mm-hmm. I have all the information that I can then make a cover that I really love. So basically they gave me something to revise if I do this cover, which I really do like, it's kind of like rainbow flames and a potion bottle and a sigil that I, that I created myself, an actual (gasps) magical sigil for the book. Um, oh, that MJ. is on the that is on the cover of the that is on the bottle that was tossed into the ocean that she finds in the book, like um, with a message inside. Like it's it's good. Oh my it's god, good. I love so, it. So so yeah. So Susanna will take that out, and now that I'm back at work, I'll I'll spend the next two weeks doing that, so I won't get to do Nano, which I wasn't really planning on doing anyway. And then I will jump into finishing 90 Days to Done, the book. Um, which I, which is the next thing on my plate to do in these next two months that I have off without teaching. So what is the next fiction project? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Susanna was like, Susanna said, is this series potential? And I was like, well, I'm not really feeling series. However, if I was offered a lot of money, I'd be feeling series all day long. And I already know what yeah. the second book would be. Like, so if you, she could sell a two book deal, I'd definitely write a second yeah. book Um, because yeah. this, cause the twin sister is going to fall in love with somebody who's already dead. Cause she couldn't, yeah, anyway. um, that I don't know how that would work, but, uh, and, but the, but the, and there's another fiction, like there's, do you ever get the creepy crawlers of fiction in the back of your brain? Like, I know the, yeah, I know the feeling of the book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I want to write next Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. I do, I have no idea what it is, but I have the feeling. And I also have, um, my, my wonderful assistant Ed is always throwing ideas at me and he's had some really good, um, new memoir ideas for me too. So after I do the recovery memoir, the fix, wherever that ends up going and I've got the new New Zealanders books that I'm writing about, you know, moving to New Zealand, which really feels like it's coming to a close. It'll be a short memoir, but, um, I think I'll probably self-publish it. I keep saying that. Uh, But the trip really solidified something for me. And it was beautiful that when we were leaving this, you know, 15 months ago, when we left the States, leaving, especially my sisters, I could cry just thinking about it was tearing out my heart. I felt it was a death because they are my, they're my life blood. And this time I just hugged them and I cried a tiny little bit and I said, okay, bye, because I was going home. When we left 15 months ago I didn't have a home we didn't even know what city we would live in we knew nothing we didn't know if we were making the right decision and then when we got to Wellington I was home I wanted to kiss the ground the beautiful the city is so beautiful our home is so gorgeous we love being here so we have you know the New Zealand that New Zealand memoir I think is pretty much at a close I need to write about what it feels like to have to created a true true home with yeah. my partner who is really my home right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so and then I've got like two more memoir ideas after that so yeah I've got a bunch of books that are t- that are that are in the holding pattern up here you yeah. know wanting to yeah. land at the airport I yeah. love that I love it I I
0: that tickle thing is usually yeah. like it's not always a feeling for me sometimes it's like a concept or mm. a a thing that I want to say or it's yeah like there is always something and I I usually have the next series or thing um whilst I'm doing the previous one
1: yeah
0: Uh, and so then I'll be reading for that or I'll be like mood boarding or whatever trying to like bring like coax it like woo it to come to me you know like you're trying to like bring the idea so um
1: yeah I definitely I definitely get that too so this new this new series this new venture of yours the secret one what what kind of series is this going to be remind me how long do you want the series to be at this point in your head
0: so Ellie is making me stay very um, experimental mindset focused. Good. So I think, and I can't remember if it, oh no, it was in the quit book that I'm reading. So um, one of the things that I think I need to define before I published is what are the, we're quitting and pivoting parameters. Yes. So like, yes, okay. We can talk about success metrics but what are the failure metrics? I don't want to use the word failure because like, it doesn't feel like failure, but like what, what would make us pivot? And, and when do we know that we're going to pivot? Is it after one book? Is it after three books? Like there needs to be, I think some parameters
1: for me. Um, would your parameters include things, not only uh, metrics that can be measured, but also this is going to sound boo-boo, but like feelings. Cause sometimes for me, it's a feeling that like, What does it feel like when I think about the next book in a series? And if I want to die, maybe don't push through like I have done so many times. (laughs)
0: So, well, and this is the interesting thing for me, like, and I've been having conversations about this because I have two very different strengths that push me in very different directions. So we have significance who like wants everything to be important and it to be meaningful and Mm. for it to be beautiful and us to have an impact and competition wants to earn some fucking money. So like- And competition is one and SIG is five. However, SIG can often like dominate comp. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. And um, so what I'm trying to do is have like a a plan A, a plan B. And then if they don't work, we're going to pivot and try something else. Mm -hmm. Because the only way to stay resilient is is to make the win about... Creating the best book that I can create, not about the outcome,
1: which is yes, the most which important, is the... which has always been the most important thing to me is that every book has to be better than the one I wrote. To me, I don't care who mm-hmm. the fuck else thinks of that. Really interesting that we chose to read the How to Fail book, though, right? Because it does come back to like the, the the a lot of times I feel like the place I am most evolved as a human being is in writing because I have failed so often in writing you know i have been fired by every major publisher in the in the world by you know not succeeding in selling enough books for them and and getting let go i have i have failed to please myself when it comes to doing x y and z and and i'm comfortable with that i know that if i'm trying and trying and trying and keep trying to do what i love then i am always successful and i i feel like i hear that in what you're saying having plan cool. a plan b If they don't go the way they want them to, it's not a failure. It's just a, it's a, tell me more.
0: It's just, I'm so, it, you have to define what the metrics are that you're measuring, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, what is success? If you are going into a genre that is fast paced, cleaner, less description and rapid releases, If you do all of those things, does that class you as successful if you feel like you prefer books with more description? Mm. Mm. Right? Because you Mm -hmm. could earn a buttload of money by delivering exactly what the reader wants in that genre. Yes. And yet it doesn't marry with what you want to write. And so, like, I know we all talk about this but like is is that successful some people will say no because you are not happy because you are not writing the thing that you really want to write and then I'm like okay but what is the consequence of that the consequence is either you continuing to write in that genre and not delivering what the reader wants therefore the consequence is you will earn less money Mm -hmm. or you go and find a different genre that is harder to earn money um, or or not, you know, but but where you are better suited and therefore you have to start again. And, you know, then there's all the other metrics, like maybe you're you're used to rapid releasing, but there's a slower release and it's more, you know, you, whatever. So it's like finding like you have to decide what the metrics are. Are the metrics making like are they internal metrics? Am I satisfied with this book and the quality that I determine it to be of quality? Or am I measuring purely by sales numbers? Because like, it's like, I don't know. Like, I always feel, I don't know. I I want the sales numbers, but also I feel like that isn't always a marker or or it's not a marker of quality of a book because it's a marker of how well you've marketed and delivered something that the reader wants. So I, I honestly feel like the success is finding the sweet spot between yes, what you want to write and 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 what the reader wants and that there's a market there. And I don't know if I'm doing that this time around, to be perfectly honest. And, and what Ellie keeps telling me is just write, which well, she doesn't say it in exactly these words, but she's like, just get the fucking book finished because you've got no data. Until you publish the fucking book, you've got zero data. So like, and that's so true. I don't have any data. So all I'm doing is going round and round and round looping because I have no data and until it's out there and until I can see the response, I'm going to continue to have no data. So what do you I'm very...
1: very. Yeah. I don't know. The, 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 marriage of the internal metrics and the external me- metrics, when they finally hit and coalesce in the, the place that pleases both is what I know that I'm after, which is why I'm always kind of pivoting slightly. What is yes. your, what is your, um, when do you want to have this published by the first book? Are you, are you holding it or are you going to release it and then write the next book? Release. What, yes. So
0: like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a release date. Um, if, if, if I get it and hand it to my <laughs> critique partner on the, I'm looking at my um, Gantt chart on the 11th, 13th at the latest of November, then I will release it on the 26th of January. I like how, like, like, like excited, like
1: you just got like all sparkly while you were talking about that.
0: And the reason I will do that is because I should be writing book two in January. Yeah. Yeah. So I can then have book two on pre-order. Yes. Yes But there's lots of ifs and buts. So, you know, like if I don't get it to my critique partner on the 13th of November, then the date's going to shift because... (laughs) you know, so on and so forth. So yeah, I, I will try to have book one out as fast as possible with book
1: two on pre-order.
0: It, they are episodic standalones.
1: Mm-hmm. Does the main character go from book A to book B or are they? They're separate? different main characters, different main but character. the cha-
0: all the characters are in all of the books. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah, so, yeah I am. I am. Um, I am. I, I love it. I love it a Really, really. And this is why I have to be so careful because I don't want to get too emotionally invested.
1: No, no, be- fuck that. Uh, you get to be as emotionally invested as you want because you are resilient <gasps> enough to have your heart broken if that's what has to happen. Oh, no, no, don't no, hold no, back any of the emotion. You oh, can't, no, I just no. pour it all into the book and then like, so there's nothing left for me to have any no, emotions about the no, outcome. You have like, I don't have. <laughs> so much, extra. you've got all the extra, you've got all of that. I don't like it. I don't like it when we, when you and I, you know, other people, but when we try to protect ourselves from that, we can't protect ourselves from shit like that. You can't. I know,
0: you cannot. But, out, but I want to, if it doesn't work, I want to be able to pivot faster. And the only way to do that is to be, is to be less, um, less, more rational and less volatile
1: emotionally about the outcome. And that's why you have metrics set up in advance. And then you also have your emotional state and your connectedness to it as something that you talk about as something you talk about with Ellie, that is just on the board. And you get to ask, am I being unreasonably emotional about that? You know, or, or do these metrics? No, just, just plan for that. Don't try to hold yourself back. You won't, you won't succeed. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> How to fail at emotions. <laughs> <Be> me. <laughs> just, I mean, just let yourself be excited about it.
0: Uh, I. It's not the excitement. It's the wanting it to succeed because I love it so much. That's dangerous. A dangerous place to that. be in. Yes. Yeah. That. That's the thing that I'm trying not to do because I will love a thing so hard, I will love it to death. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so yeah. I have to, that's the bit that I'm trying to like be back about. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to put everything into the into the craft of the story. And and this is the yeah. interesting thing. It's not, it isn't it isn't what I used to think was the height of what I want my craft to be. But I love what the craft is in this book. So it's like I found a new piece of me. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, yeah, I, I do just love it.
1: <laughs> you do look like a Twitter-painted so fool. You just look like you have fallen in love and you, you know, remember, you know, if you're in bed jail, like love jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We won't see you for a few months. <laughs>
0: oh man it really is but anyway so yeah I'm full of joy so
1: the last thing I wanted to ask you did you read Becca's email about learners I don't think so because I'm behind an email as usual and I've say I usually save Becca's to actually like read and watch the videos can you encapsulate it for me and what because it's I, really I affected you and I would like to know it has where, massively oh, affected me, me where's my learner so, oh my my learner is 12 so it's pretty high It is. And you have input. So you may like this. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's 100% influenced.
0: So, and I don't want to, um, I will say that I don't want to um, summarize Becca's words incorrectly. So go definitely go and read them in her words um, because she will do a much better job of explaining it. So I will tell you what I have taken away personally and what I'm going to do rather than telling you exactly what she said. Perfect. So what, what the, the summary is, a kind of build your own year long learning program. And yeah, I, I like, did see oh, this. And then I
1: closed it immediately because I'm, yeah. I'm like, I have to go deep. I want to like spend time yes. with this. I need my journal yes. in my hand. Yes, literally. <laughs> <What? laughs> <Yes. laughs> year long
0: learning plan. So what she is basically saying is instead of us just consuming, consuming, consuming. Yes. Go deep on one topic and do it almost to like your own kind of masters. And my input is um, just like
1: freaking out with happiness. Yeah. And then
0: she was like, talk to all your input friends and get them to give you resources and links and courses. And and then, but then but the really important thing that I took away is that for me, it's yes, it's important to consume all the things, but it's about the action that you take afterwards. Yes. So what I am doing is every book I read, every course I take, every seminar I um, do, I brought a new notebook because, oh, sorry, but it's a, A4 a and every like hour long, whatever, hour long session or whatever, will have one page. Every book will have one page. I'm not allowed to write any more notes than one page. That is it because I have to have the salient points out because I'm going to turn them into action. So everything will have an action that comes out. Oh, and then oh, I,
1: My then, achiever just got so happy too. Oh, oh, that's if painful. I
0: don't implement that action, I don't pass. I will not pass myself. Fuck off. <laughs> I will not pass myself. I will not pass. So I have to implement. Like, okay, and that's so why I'm going to be one really
1: Number two, intellection and number three, achiever. And what you have just said is like crack cocaine in my brain, especially the don't pass. Like there's my my number nine competition. I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to motherfucking pass. Well, and that's the problem, isn't it? That we input or I I will speak for myself. I input, input, intellect, intellect so much. And I think of all of the points and then I'm too busy intellecting and inputting more things. And I don't ever do the one action item that blew my mind. And I'm like, I'm going to do that, but I never made time to do it. And then I forget. Yep. And Ooh. so that's why I'm
0: putting them all into one book yes. that will be like the book of do and therefore <laughs> the do book. <laughs> it will be the do book. Right. Exactly. And and like I'm gonna be really strict about I'm only allowed a page because otherwise, what am I gonna do? Yes. I'm gonna write 15 pages and I'm never gonna go back to those 15 pages yes. because that's me. That's my that's that's what I do. Me too. So me too. I'm like, I have to condense it onto one page, one page only, and like three actions or whatever. Maybe one book has 20 actions and one And, has and 20, one has one, you know, right, exactly. One, yeah. exactly. But the point is, is to take action on them. And otherwise I'm not going to pass myself. So, Will you niche like, it to a topic for the whole year or are you allowing yourself to be more broad? Well, the question I was going to ask you is what one topic, if you could learn or take a master's, or, or do a thing on one topic to help you either bring yourself joy and happiness or build your business. What would it be? And and I and I and I feel bad because I know intellectuals <laughs> train on you. <laughs> Anything? <a> <laughs> yeah. Um. But like that is the kind of question that I've asked myself to to try and get to this point.
1: My, my, my first response is not one that I absolutely love, but often my first response is right. Um, that I feel like I, I naturally inhale everything about craft and, and, and I'm happy. I know how to write. I know I don't have a problem writing. I don't have a problem doing the work. I don't need, I, I, we could all use more help with everything, obviously. Um, but for me, the actual plan of marketing and reaching, readers is what I need more look at your face your face is, uh, is that what you're coming to too
0: yep so I love craft yeah. and I if I go down this route I still need to give myself permission to be able to read craft books just because yes. I do it for joy yes and um, so I'm yes. not excluding them but where but for me it is um it's about money money management yes,
1: yeah me too
0: and marketing being better at th- so and by marketing I mean like not just marketing as an author, but as a business person. Yes. Like that is the bit that like I need to be a better business person. And so I haven't, I don't quite know how to niche that because it still feels big, but it feels
1: more niche than... Everything the then everything exactly yeah. as as yeah. usual, we're on the same page about this. um I would love I know we're running out of time today, but I would love maybe next time can we talk a little i don't I don't know how you feel about this, so you can say anything and you will not hurt my feelings, but I do love to talk about money and money, shit, money history money blocks and um if we had time today i was going to ask you you know like what was your biggest failure um in life and I, you know I have, I have so many to choose from but mine really do stem from really fucking up with money in a real bad way yeah. for a very long time while wow, your face mm-hmm. just like i just love looking at your face you, you, are, you are not a cryptic tome just like my wife i can i can read you um <laughs> and and i do believe that like i've done a lot of work with money money blocks etc but i can always do more and maybe we can talk about that a little bit next time too Yeah.
0: Um, To summarize, I had 40 grand's worth of debt that I had to clear. I cleared it in like three and a half years before I quit my day job, because otherwise I wasn't allowed to quit my day job. But I yeah, that was like and it wasn't necessarily mismanagement. It was a series of circumstances that happened that led me to that point. Mm -hmm. And it was what it was. But yeah, like that was the that's probably my biggest failure because I could have quit earlier. I think
1: I had one hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars worth. And some of it Did was that- life circumstances. Um, a great yeah. deal of it was, but some of it was just bullshit starting from when I was 18 and given my first credit card at college, you know? Ooh. Oh, ugh. yep. Yep. Can yep. we, can we put this on to talk about more yeah. next, next month yeah. and maybe off air, we'll discuss maybe a money book that neither of us have read, which is that possible, yes. but I would love to find <laughs> Yes. Okay. What Brilliant. a fantastic talk. I am going to go get a new notebook because I think I'm out of notebooks and I'm going to make a do book too. Do you mind if I just copy you? Yeah. Completely? Do it. Do it. Do it. I will I will read the email too. To oh, don't worry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, the email do, that do we're talking about, book. if
1: anybody is joining us for the very first time and has no idea what we're talking about, just very quickly, Becca Syme S Y-M-E talks about Clifton strengths and targeted directly at writers. And we are both members of her Patreon, which anybody should join so you get these incredible emails about how to work your life. Better than you have been working your life.
0: Yeah, and if you join, you get access to all her back catalog. So you would yes. get access to this email.
1: Oh yeah, good point. This po- post, sorry, the post. And it's I a think post those, that we get emailed. The, uh, right, the, and the posts I think go to everybody at every level. And I, I think that's maybe yes. her entry level, right? So yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. both both Sasha and I pay lots of money to the Patreon. Yeah. Then we, get, <laughs> then we get the coaching. <laughs> just i just end of the month and i just open my fucking
0: wallet basically and (laughs) hand it to ellie here you go hon here you go
1: and it's the best the best fucking money i spend i come out i always come out of my office and tell lala there we go life changed again sorry ellie (laughs) (laughs) all right my friends i will wrap it up thank you so much um for this this has been awesome i love talking to you Mm -hmm. happy writing